0: Oh shit! We're live. We're live. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just spring it on you. That's, That's gonna be to the say. intro. That's <laughs> where I'm gonna start it. That's where I'm gonna start it.
1: Caught me totally off guard. That's I was just like, I was just about to ask you. So, what's the topic for today, man? What are we talking about? I man? don't know. Whatever you I want, man. The screen. I'm like, it's already rolling.
0: Yeah, dude. Hundred percent. No, I. Um I don't know. I never plan topics. Everyone always asks me that when they come on. They're like, "What do we ta- What are we going to talk about?" I'm like, "We're going to figure it out, man." Right, right. We're on this journey together. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, So what? I guess um, what's the approach all about?
1: Like, do you when you? Is it because you don't want to? I guess force a conversation a particular way. You don't want to come in it with any preconceived notions. You just want to naturally like
0: let it flow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and all of the above, man. I like, um, sometimes, like, as well, like, if I have, like, a topic, like, I'm like, oh, let's talk about, like, internet censorship, and then we go off for, like, 40 minutes about another topic, but it's way better, then I'm like, well, I just like that conversation better, so, I don't want to, like, you know, most of the people I talk to are pretty solid at conversations, so, like, I just like seeing where it flows, but... Right. Well, it's very interesting, because
1: it's more, it is definitely, like, a... Like a Joe Rogan type of approach. Cause I know most of his, I listen to his podcast a lot and his is like, you know, he just literally does a three, two, one. All right. And we're live. And they just start talking. Yeah. I don't but even count in. No. I didn't <laughs> even know we were live. I didn't even, Lord knows what I could have been saying. You yeah, know, it's probably. all good. <laughs> I,
0: I just started off. I used to be like, okay, we're going to record now. But then now I just like kind of hit record and see what happens. If it's like kind of choppy for the first five minutes, I just don't put that in
1: it does work because you might catch some stuff that you didn't plan on, and it might have been great material. Because there has been times, like my show, on my show, I have, a, I have a, the complete opposite approach. I, I've kind of relaxed on it now a little bit when I invite guests on, but when I first had it, like I had, I, I would tell them it's a set time, like anywhere between 45 minutes to 60 minutes max. So one hour max, and I would come with like anywhere between 10 to 12 questions and i wanted to get and i would tell them what the particular topic is and i think it's a fine balance like me i'm trying to find that balance between how much of that approach you bring in versus kind of allowing the conversation to also flow naturally it was kind of weird cuz when i first did it i was a little inexperienced i almost i would almost cut off the person while they're answering a particular question because I'm noticing the time is clicking and I'm like, yo, I got to get these 12 questions and we're only at six and we're like 40 minutes in, I got seven questions to go. It's like, really, you should just, if if one of your questions takes up most of the time, that's totally fine because that's what needs to be discussed. That's what they're on for. You just let the
0: conversation kind of flow. Yeah, yeah. I, um yeah i did a podcast uh i had a guy on he's he has his own podcast called multiple po- calls podcast it's like a firefighter's podcast they talk about uh well experiences of like a firefighter but it's pretty relatable for everybody right shout out to multiple calls podcast oh
1: but, i yes i listened to some of that dude yeah, yeah i heard really wicked guys.
0: dude but um we had this exact same conversation because he he's like very like he has his list of questions and he like kind of plans out like why he has the guest on the topic the purpose and he he says that like it's kind of like the episode is like a gift for them right like kind of like covering like a a certain area of their life or experience that they've had and um i mean i feel like it kind of depends on the type of person because some people are a lot better at like kind of guiding a conversation i just found myself like when i did my first few episodes i would like kind of like write down a bunch of questions and i was like kind of pressuring myself to like oh, I got to think of good questions to ask Hussein so that I could, all right. so I could have all the good <laughs> questions for him. Yeah. And then either like, like you said, I wouldn't get to half of the questions or there'd be other things that you'd say. Like for example, that I'd be like, I just want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about what I plan. Like it's right. not cool. Like, right. Yeah. That's the one thing I kind of learned when I was just
1: talking, when you were, uh, when I was interviewing you and just talking to you, I noticed like, I just had to kind of calm down my balance a little bit in the sense we're trying to make sure I get all the questions in. If you have, now I just have like, you know, you want to keep five, six questions in mind, but this isn't like a job interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a job interview approach where they're like marking down your answers and stuff. It's just, it really is to, have a, I mean, I just enjoy conversation. I really do. I really enjoy... That's my favorite thing to do. I just love speaking to people and talking to people and getting to know people. And I find, that's what I just do in my spare time. Like, if you ask me, like, what do you like to do? I mean, like, I just love sitting around with my friends and some of my closest friends. Some sometimes I talk to random people all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give I give people lifts in my car, like from the bus stops and stuff, just to get to know people and stuff like that. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. Well, that one actually... I don't really mention I I don't even know why I mentioned it, but it's just something that I've done. It's just, it's. I do it because, so for five years of my life, I had like a terrible record with ICBC. I couldn't drive for five years yeah. legally, I yeah. should say. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I remember just, and I would just bus everywhere. Like life on the bus was shit. Yeah. For me, at least. I really love driving and like, one of my favorite things to do is just go on a cruise to relax. So when that taken was taken away, it was a really shitty show. And sometimes, like I'd be at the bus stop and it'd be pissing rain and it's cold. I'd be like, you know, it'd be nice. Someone just like gave me a lift. And all these empty cars. I yeah, yeah, no, I. Feel but you. now I'm just like I, I do it rarely. I mean, it's not something I do every weekend or like every afternoon. But whenever I, if if I see an opportunity, like someone's like open or chat or whatever, throw it the uh. uh Throw out the offer, and so far I haven't had anybody say no. It's usually like old ladies carrying groceries and stuff from the store, or random kids from students like going to school and stuff. You're like, like "Yo, to- you
0: want a lift?" And they're like, uh, "Sure." Yeah,
1: yeah, but I don't like. I usually like. I'm not gonna walk up to somebody. Hey, I'll give you a ride. That's kind of weird, you know, because you're taught as a very young, at a young, very young age, don't, don't just get, get into a car with a stranger. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing you could do, you know. Develop a bit of a
0: rapport there so they feel comfortable. I feel you. That's sick. I'm somebody as well. Like, I remember when I used to take uh, public transportation, I had to bus. Like, I live in central Richmond now, but I used to live, like, out in Queensboro. Like, that's where I grew up. But my high school was out here, and there's no direct bus line. Like, you got to go all the way around Richmond. Like, you'd take, like, an hour and a half, like, right. two hours in fucking traffic. Right. And so, like, I get home at, like, 5 o'clock, but... um. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I'm somebody on public transport, man. That's like headphones on, and like I just like didn't want to talk to people, man. Like, yeah, I was so <laughs> like that personally. Like I always had like kind of, not even social anxiety, but just like I didn't want to talk to random people back then. Right. But um. No, I was just saying, it's you I mean it's just it really does depend
1: on day to day. You know what I mean? Like you're on the bus. I was on the bus every day, and I'm not saying like I was out there talking to everybody all the time. There was definitely probably more often than not. I, like, I had my headphones on, or I'd have my book with me, and just keep it to myself. But I mean, if, uh, if a conversation provides itself, it kind of opens up, yeah, I'll be the first one there to yeah. really just try and get to know someone, and ask them good questions, and I just, yeah, I enjoy, c- hence the why I guess
0: I started, a podcast a great per- place for people who like to just have a conversation, right? Yeah, so. 100% no i agree with you now i um even when i'm walking around or anything like that i I don't have headphones on anymore i listen to music while i drive obviously through the speakers but like um yeah even just walking around like if i'm walking around with like a buddy or like my girlfriend or whatever even just by myself i don't have my headphones on i try not to touch my phone either yes like i just want to be present while i'm walking around one of the things i've been doing recently like it makes my girlfriend laugh every single time where like I'll try and compliment the people that I walk by, like just randomly. Like the other day we went for a walk I'm like, Hey man, <laughs> I like your sunglasses. And the guy's like, Oh, thanks, man. Like yeah, so yeah. random. Like nobody so do, really, do you actually like his sunglasses? Yeah, no, I right. wouldn't lie. Oh, okay. But like, I'll just try and find something that I can compliment on somebody or just right. like have a conversation. Cause dude, one of the weirdest things that happens, I feel like everybody, every, like no matter what city you live in, people complain about the fact that people don't look at you or like say hi to you you know what i mean like when you're walking down the street absolutely so like i consciously make an effort to be like hey how's it going yeah just as i walk by somebody yeah
1: Yeah, i don't know i think that is like a western thing or like canadian thing or just living in this part of the world where it Yeah, is you've lived all over the place man have you found that everywhere else yeah i mean i like where i'm particularly from like back home like you'll see people like it's customary to like you know You just hold up your hands. We say salam, right? So you give your salams and stuff. So you just hold up your hand or you hold your chest a little bit just to acknowledge the person. Sometimes you might even do it, like, if you're uh, crossing paths on a motorbike. You know, the person on the motorbike across will just do this and just kind of acknowledge. And it's like a sign, just like, you know, peace be upon you type of deal. Um, Here, even, like, I guess, even in the States, like, I've traveled to the States and I've noticed people are much more... uh, interactive, you know, they're much more interactive. Like, they'll see you, if they'll notice that you're not from this part of town, they'll say hello, you know, you're not, that's not obviously not everywhere, everywhere, but I just find, generally speaking, like, when I travel, for the most part, people are willing to kind of, like, look at you, say hello, acknowledge you. I went to the Philippines, the Philippines is like, amazing, it was amazing, I loved it. Everyone calls you sir, maybe because I was, like, an obvious tourist, I don't know, but it was just everyone's like, it's they say hello to you. People are very helpful. You know, very, very, very loving, kind people. I, I really, really enjoyed my time in the Philippines.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Here, it's like such hit and miss, man. Like, I walk through my building sometimes, and people will be like, head down, not look at you, and you're like, dude, uh, we're neighbors. Yeah,
1: oh, 100%. I mean, I have that in my, where I live, too. I mean, I, I, like <laughs> in a weird way, like, I notice, like, sometimes I notice people are like, just, they just have their head down. And I'll do the whole, like, I'll stare at you until you pass me, just in case we do lock eyes for a second.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Or I'll just, even if they're, like, head down, I'll be like, hey, how's your day going? Oh, okay. And they'll be like, "Uh, oh, hi. Right. They'll, like, awkwardly be like, oh, I was trying not to notice you. Yeah,
1: and I think it's people are, especially after this pandemic thing, I think people are just really, really living in their world, like their own world. Like, we've really been encouraged to live in your own world. And if you're going to have any sort of group interaction or like interaction with people like you're it's encouraged to do it you know at home through these these digital means. And I don't know, I'm not a huge fan. I don't think it's it's I don't think it's a fair substitute. It's like a complete, complete um, It doesn't even come close to the real thing, you know what I mean. And I think the younger generation, like you know, kids who are growing up in school and doing school through Zoom, maybe it's a little normal to them just because. No, but it, that, right. But it's not, right? It's not. But for guys like you and I who grew up in an, I, I mean I don't even know if I want to use the word normal, but like at a time where, you know, there was a bit more interactive society, like living in a world now where it's just it's really, really like I don't even know the word for it, but it's like very isolated. I was gonna say isolated. Yeah, it's very yeah.
0: isolated. It's weird, man. It's like yeah, insulated or isolated. Like I had to open a bank account this week. At uh, at uh, well, I was trying to choose different banks for like a business account, and uh, one of the banks I was looking at, they were like only doing over the phone, and I'm like, I'm not gonna open a fucking bank account. Like I could just go to online bank. Right. Like I'm not gonna open a bank account if I can't come in and speak to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, why <laughs> the fuck would I give you my money? To they're,
1: yeah, like, they're all doing that. Like I went, I re- I went to go deposit a check. I, I I my bank is CIBC. I had to go to three loca or two locations until I landed on the third one that apparently actually has tellers that can do this. And I walked in. The guy's like, "Oh, this is a uh, this is like a something a banking center or whatever." He's like, we don't have tellers at this one. I'm like, what? The-? I mean, it looks like a bank from the outside. He's like, "Well, we are a bank, but we're just we don't just we don't do that here." I'm like, "Well, what is it that you do here?" There was an ATM. Right, he's like, "Oh, you can take." He's like, "There's an ATM. You can do banking through there." I'm like, "I could have done that all on my phone. I know it has the exact same features. Online online banking." And I had to get. To, I had to go to three different places until I finally stumbled upon a location that had a teller. Now here's the kicker: like those other two locations I went to, they used to have a teller.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: now I know they're just slowly, slowly, kind of like pulling that out to the point where people get really used to it. And I honestly, I. I I think you'd be naive to assume that it's like it's not done on purpose for a particular reason. Now we can speculate on what those reasons are. At the very
0: least to save overhead on fucking wages. Yeah, at the very least. At the very at the very least. least. But capitalist
1: scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that. You wanna get to socialism and capitalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you this, I'm like one hundred percent without a doubt, shameless capitalist. Like capitalism all the way. you pig, yes, 100 <laughs> I wish I had my capitalist pig shirt on. Yeah, I'm right like total capitalist. that's so I don't sick. I,
0: as you should be <laughs>
1: <laughs> But I, obviously that, I think that debate is like also
0: raging around the world. Well, bring, bring it over here if any socialists want to come on here and uh, fucking debate. I mean, oh, yeah.
1: please, I'd please invite <laughs> me. <on. laughs> I'll bring my own mic. No, Dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You should. No, it's it's not to be combative or anything like that. I, but genuinely, I just I've always like wanted to know what someone who has that perspective, like what do they what do they find so beneficial about it? Right? What do, what do they think why it works? And it's not to say that, you know,
0: it's a grass is greener thing.
1: Yeah, I would say so. That definitely makes... That's probably a good case because I know that everyone definitely tries to risk their lives coming to capitalist countries. Yeah. You know, they'll do everything they can to get a cap a passport to a capitalist country. Yeah. You don't see people trying to jump
0: the border into North Korea or China or any of these places, so... I have a, I have a, one of my buddies, he's, like, really, like... Uh I wouldn't even say he's like liberal leaning, but he's like pretty left wing leaning for the most part. Like every time Mm -hmm. I talk to him, he he like uh, he'll dive into the odd conspiracy theory with me. But there's like one one time where we're talking and he's like, I want to make one thing clear, man. Like my parents came from Russia. I am in no means support of communists. Like (laughs) he's like, my grandfather told me when he grew up in Russia that he thought starving was a normal thing. Wow. You felt like it was, like, just a regular feeling to just be hungry all the time. Jeez, man. You see?
1: That is—and it's crazy to us, I guess, to think that, like, being hungry is, like, is a completely, you know, the idea of some— Like, the idea of a Canadian citizen here unable to meet the, you know, the caloric intake that they need to kind of survive is— And it's not to say it's not happening here. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But, you know, for the the average person— like we we think the complete opposite like it's totally normal to go to sleep on a full stomach every night
0: every single night every yeah. single night like the only time i've ever gone to bed hungry is like forcibly like when i was like trying to do a weight cut for like a sport kind of thing yeah 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 actually i can't even going to sleep hungry is one of the hardest things yeah it's brutal it's
1: brutal right i can't i can't remember the last time i do it i did it but like even my intermittent fast i kind of i'd rather fast during the day longer so i have my window
0: a little bit later into the evening around nine or ten just so it kind of satiates me and puts me to sleep yeah dude it's it's so crazy though even to think like um like even today like i called my girlfriend i have food in my fridge and i'm like yo in your way can you grab a snack (laughs) like (laughs) like right like i just i yeah it's so crazy to think that like we don't even know what it's like and like you said like obviously it happens here like there's people that do starve but you for the most part either have to be like extremely fucked like mentally ill <laughs> or just make a shit ton of terrible decisions in a row
1: right right
0: yeah like, it's pretty hard like for it, the most part
1: that is very true that's a good point it is, it is hard to starve in canada like it's not you know if you if you can if you have any sort of if you have mental capacity to kind of like you wipe yourself and walk around and do all <laughs> like daily yeah. like hygienic things you can find yourself in a place where you'll be fed Dude, even like, like,
0: yeah, it's not like I'm fucking swimming in dough. Like, we literally just talked about how I'm selling a bunch of shit on Facebook (laughs) Marketplace right now. And, like, I'm not obviously, like, I can make my rent payments, I can buy groceries, but it's like, man, I'm not starving. I'm not hungry. Right. No, you know, it's that. that's the thing about a
1: capitalist society is just that I think the reason why it's it's so, and I, I don't even know if I'm right by saying this, but why it's so sought after and people are like, Wanting to live in places like this is because the majority, at least on paper, like its intention is that the major, if, if you're willing to work, you can provide yourself a fairly decent living without too much hardship based on, you know, very basic personal, based on very basic principles of, of personal responsibility. You could function, you know what I mean? You can have a good life and it doesn't take much. To be able to live Like kings and queens Back in the day You know Better than Much better than You know Like I I think about like When I come out of a hot shower Which I Like I usually take cold ones I enjoy those But when I come You're out of a badass
0: a hot... man I fucking hate cold showers Oh
1: really I love it I love it I cannot Like in the morning I can't start my day Without one now Like I've, It's a Gangsta. Even in the winter I is it really I don't know But I just really enjoy it now At first it sucked You just gotta stick with it but when I come out of a hot shower and I jump into my robe, I try to do that like once a week. And you th- and I, I thought about this because I went and watched this movie, um, The Northerman. It was like one of my favorite movies. It was on Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I a, meant to watch it. I, yeah, I it was fucking real, love Vikings, man. Really good movie. It's yeah, my well, people. I was gonna say you got the look down, <laughs> it's man. A, it's <laughs> my people, man. You got the look down. But, uh, the the king there, like he had just come back from. Battle and whatnot, and the luxuries were a hot bath. You know, there was like fresh fruit, and there's meat available at the dinner, and there was like a warm fire available for them to like eat inside. So you had shelter, fire, a warm bath, and like clean clothes, and and fresh food. I'm like, we, I have access to that almost every single day, hundred percent, every day, and all I gotta do. Is just walk into this giant freaking like warehouse looking grocery. You don't even place. have to kill anything. Like, no, yeah. nothing, nothing. Not that I want to. Not that no. I'm like looking to live like that. But it's it's so it's, and I mean a lot of people say you know you gotta count your blessings and yeah like I feel fortunate to be able to do that. But I mean there's pros and cons to everything, right? I think
0: as a result it's led to a lot of soft, a softening of society per se. Yeah, well it's because people take it for granted, right? Like it's like. Uh Yeah, I mean, what what more can you do besides like you know eat, enjoy
1: your shelter, (laughs) enjoy your shelter, like enjoy your life, and just say you're grateful for it, right? Like, what else? What more can we do beyond that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I agree with you, man. Because it's like, uh, yeah, like it's like it's not like we all like fucking live in mansions. Like I, I fucking rent this like tiny little apartment. Yeah, it's not that tiny. It's Yeah, okay yeah, It's 950 high. square feet for, yeah, so. Okay, just for the record Yeah, for the record <laughs> So, But, like, it's like, man I wake up inside every day There's, like, a fucking cold box Where I can keep all my food fresh Take it out of a fucking cold box <laughs> Put it in a frying pan And turn a dial And it cooks my meat Right, right like it, I don't even have to set a fire <laughs> Like, it's, like if even if I don't want to do that, I can put it. like wood. Yeah, it, yeah. I can put it in a fucking radioactive box, push four buttons, and it warms my shit up. It really
1: makes you wonder, man. If we ever went with it. like this city, I think would collapse if there wasn't electricity for like two days.
0: Yeah, people would be calling. Day, one day or two days, they would camping be. motherfuckers like yeah, me. They'll they, be like, "Yo, dude, <laughs> can you help me?"
1: They would lose their shit. Yeah, people would lose their minds. Yeah, like, I I, it'd I be the
0: great like, equilibrium
1: Yes, I don't think In those type of situations I wouldn't want to be living in a city Cities are not very like You know, they're they're great if they're functioning Outside of that Like the moment anything kind of goes haywire I think the first hint of that Was like when the Rogers network Kind of went down for a whole day And the payment yeah. systems were out and Because I couldn't go pay You know what I mean? Because some of these machines weren't working yeah. and I didn't carry cash And I remember just showing up, they're like, oh, sorry, our system's down. And I'm like, obviously, it wasn't a crisis. It wasn't a crisis for me. I was like, it'll be back up tomorrow. Lo and behold, it was. But you think about, like, I just thought about it in that moment. I'm like, you know, these systems that go down here, when they go down, like, the the, the people are going down with it. Oh, yeah. And everyone talks about, like, Canadians being so nice. I'm like, my thing that I say to people is, like, people are as nice it goes as far as the food and the shelter and the comfort that they have you know in their life yeah when that's gone you'll you'll start to realize like who people
0: really are dude not even that like think about like dude there were so many times in the pandemic where like people would like just um like there was so many fucking times, like, and, and this is gonna, this is gonna age really fucking well come fall and winter time, actually. I, yeah. Because I, I, I was like not fucking about the whole mask fucking mandate, and I would go yeah. into fucking stores and have like fucking people yelling at me. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, calm the fuck down. I'm sorry. Do you have a job right now so you can <laughs> pay your bills? <laughs> you yeah. know why that is? Because people spend money here. Right. If you yell at the people that come to spend money here you're not going to have a job much longer. No. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, like you're going to literally, just because some, some fucking health mandate comes through, you're going to lose all your decency. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't just politely ask me to leave if that's really how strongly you feel about it. 100%. You're going to yell at me? Yeah. No,
1: you know what I think that's a result of? Not to get too political. I don't know if you have a political podcasts or whatnot. but no, like, We can
0: get into it. I don't give a shit.
1: Okay. Well, like, I just think that... That is a result of just a, it's a, it's a result of people being misinformed. I don't know if it's through the education system or whatnot, because I haven't been in the education system for a long time, right? I Me strongly I, think it's because the education Yeah, but uh, whatever it is, there's just, there's this lack of appreciation for the entire apparatus and the structures of our society and what holds it all together. You know what I mean? There's just this lack of appreciation. People are just, like when this pandemic hit, I remember, like, okay, the first ninety days, small businesses were expected to stay closed. That's fine. Like, nobody really knew what it was. It's I was not actually, fine. yeah, I was, I was, on, I was on board with that because I'm like, yeah, I guess we don't really know what this is, and this is the best course of action. You just, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. But once the information starts to come in, the data starts to come in, you start to collect the data, and then. You know, God forbid, you use your own eyes and your own ears, and you see what's happening outside. Like we're six months in, nine months in, and these business owners are being demonized for wanting
0: to open their open their doors to basically feed themselves. For anybody that's like willing, they're not even saying like everyone come in. It's just like for anyone that wants, wants to come to in. to come in. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was the most it, ridiculous thing I'd ever seen, and I I really felt for any small business owner. I don't care what your business was. Whether it be like restaurants obviously got hammered yeah. you know for really unfairly, and whether you bike shop, you know your repair bikes, whatever your small business was, it just to me you'd be kind of I thought it was anyone who didn't think that they were this was like a coordinated like attack on small businesses was being a little naive because you saw the big corporations, like the big box stores,
0: yeah. You Not can still for a go to Walmart second. You can Not still go to liquor second. stores Yeah
1: And they barely had any limitations They tried to pretend at first By like having a line outside You know what I mean We're like fucking plexiglass Yeah <laughs> Or the the plastic That they put on top of the place Where you push your code Yeah And I'm like You know you're, I, The what next person What purpose is, is a serving the, yeah. yeah What purpose is a serving You know someone told me That you know What they do They had it on there Because they can wipe You know they can wipe it With some sanitizer It's easier that kind of made sense to me, but I'm like, you know, you could wipe down the same buttons as well. But anyways, there was a lot of ridiculous shit that was going on that just didn't make sense, didn't add up, wasn't adding up to a lot of people, but what gave me a little encouragement is that collectively, it seems Mm -hmm. like there was a sizable amount of people that during this time were like, okay, yo, this is not adding up. It's good to know that there's people out there that can still... Think and see for themselves, you know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of running off of our entire conversation that we had the first time I was on here, right? Talking yeah. about the importance of being able to think and see for yourself. If you if you think with the group, bye-bye, you know what I mean? Like you're, It's kind of like what you are is a tsunami coming through and you're just like being swept away. Yeah. Your, your, your individuality gets taken from you and there's nothing worse than that. But I was yeah that was just my thing like I think small businesses were treated so unfairly it's it was actually ridiculous and these politicians there should be hell to pay for them like what they did a lot of the Liberal Party the NDP and. I can't. I mean, it sounded like at least much of the conservatives were standing up and trying to say something. But if we we're being honest here, like not much was done. Spineless. Yeah, yeah, this is spineless. Everyone, everyone was talking a lot of shit on their side, but like, why are you there? You know what I mean? And then they come back with all these, well, the government structures this, you got to go. Th-. It's like, you're there for that particular reason. You're not here to, te- don't come and tell me, the people like us who elect you to go protect and serve them, why you can't get something done yeah you know you should be there figuring something out nonstop day and night considering you're not missing a paycheck considering nothing's like nothing's affecting you you're getting paid off of our backs to go do that and then they were all like all i heard was a lot of reasoning why they couldn't do anything
0: yeah yeah it's ridiculous man i fucking i really i really hated all of it man i can't wait for this uh yeah, like I said Hopefully this doesn't age well But I have a funny feeling Come fall time and winter time We're going to see either uh, Some new strains here Or some other fucking reason To have some more fucking lockdowns And restrictions and Right
1: Well, I mean, like it, It'll it only go as far As people will allow it to go Yeah It'll only go as far as that And If people just say no, Not having it Like, this is a country We live in Canada If you live in a You know Somewhat democratic country, somewhat free country, at least here, because I was talking to a friend about this. Because you think about like third world countries, right? There's, you don't pay, you, Tax, there's a lot of corruption. You know, a lot of people evade taxes. There's not a huge, like, enforcement team or anything like that. They And the government, like, the politicians are usually pretty corrupt. Like, whatever resources they have, they sell them off, and they keep most of the money. And they just keep the... And there's, like, this understanding. It's unfortunate, but there's an understanding. Like, yeah, we have a certain amount of corruption in our country. But, you know, we live our lives. They don't... In Canada, the thing is, is, like... The enforcement is pretty high. Like, you have to pay your taxes. Yeah. It. We know that because it's gone before it even hits your bank account. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They take it from your paycheck. And we also you also pay all sorts of taxes on top of that. Like, okay, I get income. Before it even shows up into my bank account, a chunk of it's gone. Yeah. When I go to the grocery store to buy something, before I can even take what I bought, 12% of that is gone. You know what I mean? And at the end of the year, if they thought you didn't pay enough, you got to pay some more.
0: And you got to figure out how much you got to pay yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: there's a lot of taxes. And we, we're okay with it because there's an understanding. There's a trade-off here. There's a deal here. Yeah. We're funding this money. We're all paying into it because collectively, we know where the money's going. For the it's, most part. It's transparent. Well, it should be. You know, yeah. It's transparent. We should know where it's going. And there are particular things that we're owed. Security protection in Canada like healthcare. Yeah. Not uh, not everywhere, but here in Canada we provide healthcare. And these are the things that we're owed because we're paying for it. Right? 100%. When these business owners were shut down, you know what I mean? Like and how much? Forget about the, how much taxes they pay. They do pay their taxes. You do get some write-offs. That's just a deal that you get. Like they're business owners. Yeah, you're also risking all of your fucking money and livelihood. Yeah, and most people do not understand that at all. Like how much you have to put down, and and as a business owner, like you don't get all these perks that you do as an employee. You don't just sign in and sign out. You know, it's a twenty four hours a day thing to keep this thing going. And for those who become successful, like how many people they give jobs to? How many people like? You, a lot of people in the community, Girl Scouts, cookies and stuff, where do you go to? You go to the local business owner, you, sports teams, who do you want to get sponsored by? You go to the local business owner because they have done fairly well for them, and they, they help their communities out. And these are the people that they went after. Yeah. I was just mind-boggled. I was mind-boggled that the government was going after these people. And then what was even more disappointing is the people who were in, within these communities The fact that some of them would actually demonize them and be like, oh, you're risking life," blah, blah, blah. It's like they got to live. They got to stay alive. You know what I mean? $2,000 a month charity
0: is not covering their mortgages and their car payments and the kids that they got to feed. It's not fair at all. Yeah. Well, and it's like, hey, you know how like we have competitive prices and everything like that? Like uh, the only reason that's a thing is because it's not just like one fucking big box store. Like it's like. Yeah. A bunch of different people. Like, you want to go to like a music store and buy a guitar. Well, there's like this store. There's like Tom Lee. There's like uh, like yes all these different options. Like yeah. the only reason there's competitive pricing is because there's multiple options. Like
1: well, we have an entire we have a competition act in place for this thing. You know, we want it. We understand that in a capitalist competition is healthy. We don't want to monopolize, but we're not going to stop somebody from gr- if they if they do very well. Like in a capitalistic structure, we know that the only Ideally, the only companies that are growing are the ones who are providing the best product or service. That's why they're growing, not because they're being subsidized by governments who are subsidizing subsidizing with taxpayer money. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. The amount of it's ridiculous what's going on. The amount of, like peop, like the Canadian population is being sucked dry of all economic power right now, and everyone's just asleep to it. You know what I mean? And I think most people are asleep to it because well. People were starting to catch on. So they really I think theory and behind my my theory behind that is like so they started to loosen up some of the restrictions. Like you saw with the trucker convoy, the pressure started to put on. You know what I mean? People were starting to like it was causing a lot of disruptance. And it was just too much attention on them. So like, okay, we'll we'll reduce some of the restrictions. And it had the effect that they wanted, I think. Like everyone's just relaxed, going back to their life as if like, oh, it's over, it's not coming back. But like you said, might be a might be a cold
0: winter as it comes yeah yeah and I was gonna say like uh, I know you were saying earlier like you don't know if it's like a political podcast I think this is stuff like yeah I I brand this as like mental health self-development podcast but I think it's important to talk about these things because it's like there's so many fucking people because I started talking about you know I actually tried to hold back on talking about this on the podcast and I talked about it a lot on my social media right and then so many people were reaching out to me on social media being like yo, I feel the exact same way, but I don't want to talk about this. Or, like, I'm so fucking anxious or depressed because, like, dude, I had so many people, like, uh, reach out to me because they just felt isolated with their own thoughts and ideas. Right. And it's like, no, it's important to have these conversations because there's some motherfucker sitting out there who's listening to this being like, yo, I felt the exact same way for two years, and I was so fucking scared. I never spoke about it, and I just felt so fucking depressed. Yeah. Like, one of my buddies literally moved out of BC because he's like, I don't know how to explain to my fucking 10 year old kid that he can't play soccer because he hasn't had a fucking shot that his friends have had. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like this fucking really ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. I agree with you. hundred percent ridiculous. Like,
0: man, like, and then, and then for like someone as a parent to have to like explain to their friends that and be like, Oh, what if I get fucking socially ostracized because I don't want my kid to get this fucking thing when everyone else is doing it. No problem. Like, it's like, it trickles, it trickles further and further and further. Where we're like, like you were saying as well, like to be able to see yourself, but also to be able to vocalize yourself. Like if we yeah. don't, if we're not able to like actually yeah. speak about our opinions and be like, I'm just gonna say how I feel. Like those things eat eat us alive, man. One hundred percent, one hundred percent.
1: And that's what it, that's what it's. I think when you are comfortable with yourself, you do see yourself. Being able to vocalize and speak up and stand up becomes a lot easier. You have the courage. You if you do that first, you know what I mean? And I listen, I, I do think there was just some, there was some good stuff by accident. You know, it was a byproduct of the pandemic that came through, you know what I mean? I, did, I think it did kind of expose much of the mental state that much of the country was in, you know what I mean? You isolate people for like two weeks and stuff because much of the world, you know, our jobs and being able to go do all these activities and stuff that we all consider to be life, they really are a distraction they can be if you're not if you don't really know yourself and all of a sudden all of that gets taken away from you um it's 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 frightening it really is frightening Cause it's a very frightening deal and that's why I know that i know a lot of people who got the vaccine just for the sake of being able to participate in society they didn't want to get it yeah you know, i shouldn't say a lot it's not like i know millions of people but at least what i mean by a lot is like my Circle of yeah. individuals that I know, acquaintances, and just people that I know. That you know, most of them just got it because they were they just wanted to go be able to go back to go back to life, and I thought that was a very interesting decision. You know, what I mean, it's not to judge anyone; everyone to each their own, right? Why they did it, but I thought um, for me, like it that that didn't make any sense either. You know, if you don't believe in getting a shot, why is um, is is a restaurant? Worth it You know what I mean Like it is Clearly you, you kind of Not believe in Taking the shot But not enough To skip on
0: a, On, a, on a, a meal At Cactus With friends and stuff Dude I, I think Personally I do think That it's more It's less about Oh I didn't want to go Not go to The Cactus Club Or like fucking Boston Pizza Or whatever With my friends I think it's more Along the lines of like I didn't know how to Tell my friends I couldn't come Because I don't agree With them Really that was a thing That you heard I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that would be a thing. Like, I feel like if, like, hey, we're all going to go and, and do this, like, go to this concert or whatever, and it's yeah. like, do you want to come? Oh, I can't come. How come? I don't have the fucking shot. Why right. don't you have the shot? We all have the shot. Right. Uh,
1: listen, my opinion on that, if that is a real for anyone who was in that real scenario, my opinion is this if you were in that situation and you got a shot because you found it hard to tell your friends that you don't agree with them, you really got to wonder how, like, are those your friends? Yeah. Yeah. You know absolutely. I mean? Like you, it's if that level of disagreement causes that much of a rupture in your friendship, like you might as well just disagree and move on. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like I don't care how long you've known someone for, you know, but uh, at that moment, it's like they you're pretty much there for their convenience.
0: Yeah. Do you think that uh, that in the last couple of years, like we've seen a lot more like self censorship that way? Like, cause I feel like there's a lot of like internet censorship and we can get into, we can get into that if you want. But do you think like that, like personally I have this belief where like, it's almost like created as like a sensation so that we self-censor. Like, it's like, Hey, like for example, today, uh, this will probably air in like a week or two, but for, for example today Like uh, Fucking I don't know if you saw this Andrew Tate gets fucking <laughs> yeah. Blocked off all social media
1: Oh did he? He got, lock, you got blocked he's off locked He's locked
0: out of Facebook And Instagram now What? And um Cobra Tate? Yeah dude He's, he's blocked Shit but, um, I didn't
1: think they were actually Going to do it But fuck
0: But dude So now Like think about like and, and like man Someone could have their own Fucking opinions On what he says what, he, what he's done in the past Whatever I don't give a fuck But for me It's like what kind of a message does that send to somebody now? Like if they do agree with him and they do align with his values, now that person's like, fuck, I better not say those things anymore. And now it becomes like a self-censorship thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, we'll, we'll take like this one person that symbolizes this idea to so many people Yeah. and we'll get them off. And then you're blocking one guy, but now you're getting like thousands of people to start to self-censor. It's a fa- and like, think sh- about I think like, I think I, sh- I think I get what you're saying. Like, Like, think about, like, how many people, like, um, when all these people start, like, doctors are getting fucking blocked off Twitter during the fucking pandemic, right? Right. Because they're saying, like, hey, do you think we could ask some questions about some risks, about some medication that's being enforced on the entire public? Right. And then these doctors get blocked. It's like, what is that? What kind of a message does that send to everybody else? Like, it's like, don't ask these questions or you get blocked. Yeah. So then subconsciously, everyone's like. Even even now, like there's so many times where like I find myself like, should I say this in a different way, or should I? How do I not get my fucking podcast banned? Right. Right. Yeah. No. You know.
1: Listen, I'm still reeling. Over the fact that Cobra Tate got <laughs> censored. <Yeah>. T- <laughs> Damn it. Man. You didn't see that today? I didn't see it. Oh, dude. I've just been on the go. I haven't had time to like, I've uh, just been working and stuff, but I, I know it's been mentioned. Everyone's, Everyone's been talking about it. Like, oh, they need to.
0: Let me c- just confirm that really quick. But yeah, go Yeah, on. yeah.
1: Everyone talks about, like, oh, we need to cut him out. He's saying he's ruining a generation of kids. Or I heard that line and I'm like, man, like, people are just absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, Listen, with the censorship stuff, this is not. Is it? Oh, okay. Let's see. Is it? Confi- are we able to
0: confirm? Uh, here's from CBS News, MSN News. This yeah. is the most trustworthy source right Controversial here.
1: Controversial influencer Andrew Tate has been banned from Facebook and Instagram. Meta confirmed to CBS News. Yeah, Taking Tate Thirty Five was taken off both platforms because he was violating Meta's policies on dangerous organizations and individuals, according to Meta, the former professional kickboxer he had
0: 4.7 million followers I love this quote I'm not angry at them in any regard he said it's not a big loss for me it's not something i use too often but i do understand their position
1: <laughs> Well actually you know, what do you think about Andrew Tate he's act- obviously he's like blown up on the internet and he's like a bit hot topic in general I got
0: mixed feelings on him but like honestly um I the only th- the only reason I say I've got mixed feelings on him is because there was like apparently like um a video of him smacking around a girl. Right. Which like that is like a big no no for I me. Mean,
1: you've seen them? you seen the video?
0: To be honest with you, no. I feel like an idiot for saying that. Oh, but okay. I haven't seen the video. Have you <laughs> okay. seen the video? No,
1: I haven't seen oh. it. No. I haven't seen I was just wondering if you had him like, oh okay, I've got to see this video. No, I just yeah. heard rumors about it. So right. maybe
0: I shouldn't trust everything I fucking hear about, but that that was the only thing where I was like, man, that's kind of whack. And then there was like, um, what did he do? Um, I think he said something along the lines of like women that get raped or something like need to take better care of themselves or some shit. Like so, like a kind of like a victim <laughs> blaming thing. Yeah. But aside from those I things mean, and like I don't even know if that's true. If it is true, someone fucking show me some videos. Send me the videos, and I'll fucking watch them, and I'll and I'll do a double take on this episode. But <laughs> right. um, assuming that's true, I don't like those things. Mm. Could be wrong on it, but I do. I will say that um, every clip that I've seen him talking, where he's just sitting and talking on his podcast or anything else, like really, all he says is that like people should work hard and get out of their comfort zones, and men should be strong and. I 100% agree with all of those
1: things. 100%. I think... um, I know that, you know, he's... Like, the ladies are not a big fan of him. And so far, from what I gather, I think it's because just... It's not even necessarily what he says. It's the way he says it. That's just so matter-of-fact that they don't... It just really rubs people the wrong way, which I understand. I mean, I can't say I agree. I don't... I can't say I agree with... I don't know if I agree with everything anyone says, obviously. You know what I mean? But... Just
0: going off the censorship. You do agree with everything I say, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sir. Um, <laughs>
1: but um, it's the sent going off the censorship topic. It's like I don't understand how this makes any sense because when you censor someone because you think they're saying stuff that is so horrid, so bad, so terrible, like. If it's if it is true, why not just put it to the test? Why not just put the limits to the test and let it be to the people? Like if people see if they agree with you, they're gonna turn it off. They're just not gonna listen to him. Yeah, they're, and it's not just with him; it's with anybody. You know what I mean? If they're if they're that terrible, because a lot of people who get censored, they're you're telling them, hey, we need to take him off because he's dangerous, or mm. we need to take him off because of this, this, and this. And my biggest issue with that is like I don't. I don't know about you, but I don't like when someone determines what I should hear and should not hear.
0: 100%. And I
1: think everybody should have that attitude. And for me to think that, oh, I somehow, like, I I should determine who should be able to speak and not speak because I think I know what's good for other people. Like, you should be offended that someone – that should offend you the most, I think. I don't don't even think anyone should ever be offended, but at least it should be – like, you should at least start to think for yourself. Like, hold on a second. Wait a second. I can think for myself. Before you cut this guy out, I want to be able to hear... It doesn't matter who it is. Like, right now we're talking Andrew Tate or whatever, right? But, like, same thing. Like, what they did with Donald Trump. Same thing. Before someone decides for me what I what's right and wrong and what's bad, it's like, uh, you might want to get to know who I am first. You know what I mean? And even then, if you do know, you shouldn't be trying to, like... Dictate what other people hear. That's what people like. That's that's not freedom. That's not Canadian. That's not what we, like. That's not what I grew up with here. You know what I mean? Like at least not knowing. I'm sure it's happened on some level, but right now it's just it's just blatant. Yeah, it's not even like they're not even playing around with it.
0: Hundred percent. And then there's also the idea of like, uh, well, there's two things. The first one is like sunlight's the best disinfectant. That's what they say, right? Or the the I don't know what the saying is. I don't know if I just fucked that up. But it's like. If the if what he's saying is like fucked up, then yeah, like you said, let it be said so that everyone can be like, yo, we all disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's like why don't you just let the bad ideas be heard so that we can all just disagree with the bad idea?
1: Yes, because and and you cannot insult the people that you're trying to save by saying you're too stupid to see. To decide what's yeah, good this, or bad yeah, what's good or bad i know so you shut up and you listen because i i got your back yeah you know what i mean and anyone who does agree with that and they get happy when someone gets censored it's like oh they finally did it. it's like you might want to uh, question the people who are censoring you know it's like wait a second like who are you to even tell me what i should what what i shouldn't see anyways you know yeah. what i mean it's no different from the person that they're trying to censor they're the exact like when you I think if you're censoring someone, you're worse than the person that's saying, you know, deplored these terrible things. Mm -hmm. Because who are you to mute? We talked about playing God last time on the last episode, right? We should not do that. This man is, as long as you're not physically hurting anybody, and I use physically very, very, like, intentionally. Yeah. If you're not physically hurting somebody and you're not physically after them and you're not trying to go, like, you should be able to say whatever you want. Whatever you want. It doesn't matter how it hurts somebody or offends anybody. Yeah. That's my personal opinion.
0: No, I 100% agree with you, man. uh, Because
1: if words hurt, I mean, man, you got something coming for you in life.
0: Well, there's, um, I can get back to that. Because I I think, um, what was I going to say first? The first thing I was going to say as well is um, censorship doesn't even work. Like, it's so funny when the people oh, do this Oh, it works. Shit. Well, oh, sorry. I guess, what do you mean by it doesn't work? I mean, he gets fucking banned off everything. Like, say, like, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. And then I think that's interesting enough to bring up on my podcast, which is then going to have clips posted on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Like, it's like we, they just generated more conversation about the guy. Oh, I see what you're and saying. And then yeah, more and more saying. people are going to hear this. Yeah obviously not a massive crowd follows me yet but it's yet. like i'm not the only podcast talking about this and yeah. this is going to be aired in like a week and a half probably 2 weeks from now right so like there's probably going to be like 400 podcast episodes well, within the, the next is, day and a half he's always talking joking. about this he's always joked that it's hard to censor
1: him because He's saying it all, on all everybody else's podcast. You can't shut them all down. Yeah, you know because he's on there. He's he's all over the place. You could, I'm sure you could still find him all over
0: YouTube and oh, draped all over Instagram. But how many people but are going to hear? This, yeah, how and, many people are going to hear that he got banned? And now and they're going to for his message. I want to go hear what he had to say. Yeah, yeah. Who's this guy getting banned? I, I never even heard of him.
1: Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. It's counterintuitive. Yeah, like it's like a, you're
0: drawing more attention to it easily, easily. But I think people
1: who. Meta and these, you know, Facebook people and these politicians are so out of touch with society that I do think that when they sit there and they do these things, they're like, well, obviously they're going to listen to us. If Facebook says this, we know our followers trust Facebook or these politicians. Like when I say this, they're obviously going to think like they really think little of you when they when they start to do that kind of stuff where they block out certain people that you shouldn't hear. You know what I mean? Like, they're playing mommy and daddy for you. It's like, you're an adult, or at least I think most people who are listening are. I mean, if you're an adult, you should want to come up with your own conclusions. And if you are somebody like that, you understand the value of trying not to prevent someone to formulate their own. You know what I mean? Because if you're formulating someone else's opinion for them, like, what, what, is the, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? We're just becoming one giant, like, group. And that's not I don't think that's what life's all about at all. You know, what I mean? if you if we all become one giant group, it's can you imagine just everyone agreeing with each
0: other. Two plus two equals five, man. I've already known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that dude. No, dude, I uh uh what was I gonna say? I I fucking hate that, dude. The whole like groupthink thing. It's like so fucking irritating. And it's like uh I, I agree with you, man. I think a lot of it comes to like um like intimidation, I like the intimidation factor of like hey, we're going to censor this guy. So if you have any views that are aligned with that, shut the fuck up about them yeah. or you're going to get banned next. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you used a very interesting word, which is intimidation. And I I th- I like I I really look at the world today and just how easily people are intimidated. They're so easily intimidated. And it's so sad to see. I think it's really sad to see. How easy it is to intimidate someone. Like, a perfect example was the vaccines. You know what I mean? You were in, everyone, people were intimidated by it, and that's why they got the shot. Mm-hmm. The idea of not being able to go to Mexico next summer
0: or the next winter freaked people out. Or fuck, half of these people that are employed by the government—they're like, "I'm gonna lose my job." Yeah, yeah, it's, and they were easily
1: intimidated. You know what I mean? Because that, what when someone, stri- so some, I think when someone tries to start to do that kind of stuff which is you know impose their will and really try to control a population that's that's like evil it's evil control it's coming from a it's not coming from a good place if people are trying to control you but the thing about that is the good news on that is that evil doesn't really have much power in this world it really doesn't all it has is intimidation mm-hmm. all that's all it really has and intimidation is like you ever played a sport like, you ever play rugby or yeah, football? Yeah. Intimidation is just purely the guy before the ball is hot or before the play starts. They're just looking at you and staring you down. And if they, they'll only affect you in that state if you allow them to. You know I mean, I used to play rugby, like, back in high school, and I've had some football and played a lot of sports where guys are, like, that's what sport's all about. You're trying to intimidate, right? But you know the real power is playing the game. The real power is in the game. Your skill set. What do you have? What can you do on the field? Mm-hmm. Once the game starts, the intimidation doesn't even matter. But that's the thing. I think people have been intimidated right out of life. They're not even playing the game anymore. They, they're they just too afraid. Yeah. And that's and that's really what it is. Like Intimidation only affects you if you have fear. And if you have fear,
0: you'll be susceptible to it. Yeah. And so, like, how many people do you think, like... Uh we're impacted by things like that like or what do you think is like the differentiating factor between like the people that you know kind of fall in line with these things or maybe it's family pressure maybe it's political pressure maybe it's media pressure like all those different things like i there was fucking so many of my friends like i think it was like the 2020 christmas or 2021 christmas where like literally four or five of my friends came and celebrated Christmas at my parents' place with us because they weren't allowed to go to, like, fucking holidays with their families because of, like, the vaccine and shit. And the families told them not to come? They're like, hey, like, grandma's coming by, so, like, you can't come by because, like, (laughs) so-and-so says that you're going to be dangerous. Right, right. And it's like, how many people, like, what do you think is the differentiating factor between that? Because it's so weird to see... Like, hey, I don't agree with this, but I'm going to do it because otherwise, like, my mom's not going to like me anymore. Or, like, fuck, it's just such a weird phenomenon, man. I've never seen anything like it. Like, the differentiating factor between individuals who, yeah, fall in line or kind of, like, and hey, can we just gonna- have this conversation and can right. we, like, maybe talk about it kind right. of thing? Versus the
1: group that just says, no, like, I'm, I'm just going to follow. Yeah. Because, Right. Uh, it's a good question, man. I honestly think I, th- I think um, it's very clear, very simple. It's not. It doesn't have to be complex. I think it's, to me, I see it as plain and simple. It's either it, an individual knows themselves, has a self, and can see themselves and knows themselves, or they don't. If they don't, you fall in line. If you do, you're going to question. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. It doesn't have to be any more complex. And I think a lot of times, like, people see people in their family and stuff, and they fall in line. Like, well, no, they, they're they a doctor. You know, this person's a doctor. That's why they know all these things. It's like, maybe, I don't know. But ultimately, if you I think if you really boil it down, if you really boil it down, because indiv- you can't, there were plenty of doctors who didn't agree with this. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think, th- again, though once again, it goes down to the doctors who went along with it and then the doctors that didn't or athletes that went along with it. And they didn't. Celebrities that spoke Shout out to Kyrie Irving, man. Ky- yeah, Kyrie. <laughs> Everywhere that I started to notice is like I started to notice a trend where it's like the people who were at least wanting to question, not even the people who didn't believe, but just at least wanted to question. They had a, it's a sense of depth of knowing yourself. The deeper you know yourself, the easier it is for you to not fall for the surface level lies. Come if you know yourself only on the surface level, yeah, right away. Right away when they scare you with like these videos and stuff and like all on the news of the coronavirus, you're just gonna be like, Okay, yeah, gimme the gloves, I'm gonna run and get some toilet paper and sanitizer <laughs> and we gotta hunker down, right? Yeah. Versus everyone else, versus the other people who have an understanding of who they are and they've lived a life of self reflection and like it's not to like, you know, talk down on anyone. It's just the, I think this is just the way it boiled down.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird how it all went down, man. I'm, I'm very... Uh I don't
1: think it's weird at all. I think it was very clear what was happening. Like, I honestly... Like, when it came out... I'll be honest. When I first started... Like, the first week when it came out... Like, I was in the Philippines um, in 2020, early 2020. Came back... Like, I think it was like three weeks later, the whole world shut down. So, when I was in the Philippines... I remember being at that airport... Coming back home, and that's like when people were being pulled out of lines and be like, "Oh, your flight's canceled." It was like beginning then,
0: February, March. Yeah, and
1: I was like it that. was like January, late January. Oh yeah, and I was re- or oh, early February. Yeah, I was yeah, really yeah. It good. happened over there earlier. Yeah, year. well, in Asia, like it was getting. Little, they they were telling you if you're it was from Ch- popping off. Dude. Yeah, it was it, lit. I remember that people like who had a Chinese passport were literally being pulled out of line, yeah. to their flights, and they're saying you have to come over here. Well, I don't know what happened to them afterwards, but it was like. I'm like, I just want to get through security, get on this plane, and come you home. You had a good passport that <laughs> day. <laughs> oh, man. Kissed it a bunch of times. But um, I remember that it starting off then. I forgot where I was going with this. But um, where's my line of thought going with this? I was just talking about, like,
0: mm, I'm kind of talking about coming home from the Philippines and how, like, during the first little bit of the pandemic, how you felt. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. When it first started, like, on the news, I I was not, even, like, back, like, in in the Philippines, people were starting to put on masks and stuff. And I remember one of my friends suggested I wear one. I was just like, it didn't make any sense to me. So I didn't do it. it di- I did not do it. I heard it was like airborne. I'm like, well, these masks don't protect you yeah. from airborne. So I just didn't do it. And then when it launched here, and I use the word launch specifically because that's really what it was. It was it's like launched. a marketing campaign. Yeah. it was. Yeah. And, the, and your advertisers were the, your local news. National news And then your late evening news Yeah Day in and day out I remember coming home My parents were freaking out You know my dad was like My they, My family, family Like they were I, They didn't freak out But I My dad was really like He was a little concerned But I You're like watching on the news And they're reporting numbers Day in and day out yeah. And
0: so much of the reporting Didn't make any sense Clips of bodies dropping yeah. In the streets and shit Well they said like we
1: have The first 20 cases of coronavirus Have been reported in BC Okay fair enough who are they? Like, wouldn't you just go right to their homes, tell the public who they are, you isolate them? Like, I'm totally down with everyone else staying home. Not a big deal. But then the next day, they're like, oh, we have 120 cases. Now we have 1,200 cases. Can we, who are these people? Can we isolate them? Why aren't we reporting on that? All they did was just report what was happening. We, now we have 2,000 people. Right after they tell you how many people have the the virus, then it was masks, social distancing. And I'm like, this has to be a coordinated effort because how do you, in two weeks' time, have 40 million people all totally immersed in words like social distancing, six feet apart, just the whole COVID terminology that this the came new normal. out in two weeks. You had forty million people that were fully enamored. Like that is a mass marketing message. Yeah. It doesn't happen by accident. If this was a real pandemic and like whoever got bitten, this was like World War Z going on. You know, what I mean, someone got bitten and they died on the spot. There isn't like a unified terminology that's going on. You know what I mean? And these were just some of the things that were
0: like going through my head. I'm like, this isn't adding up. But nonetheless... You also wouldn't have to convince people to listen. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I know 12 people that died in the first week, and I'm going to be fucking weary of it now. Yeah. You wouldn't need a whole marketing campaign telling people what to do.
1: Absolutely. And that was the thing. I was like, why is the local news such a big factor in all of this? Yeah. Like, why? Like I don't see any, like, healthcare worker in the communities going around yelling... in, pan, like, you know, hazmat zoos dropping up pamphlets, everyone like risking their lives doing this thing, like an actual community. I was, I, last, I just saw everyone going to the grocery store doing their thing. The real fear was just when you turn on the TV, you know, yeah. just like bump, 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 image after image after image. But I, And for me, I was in a unique position because my work, I got a chance, my work just kept me out in the world throughout the entire pandemic.
0: Yeah, I'm the exact same.
1: Right. I was still out and about. Like, I was my job. I was just, I would just get up every morning and go out. And I got to see in live, like a live, real life in terms of what was happening and just seeing how people all of a sudden changed how they're being and how they're talking and like holding distance and all that stuff. And the next thing you know, like, three weeks in I'm seeing stickers all over the floor and there's signs that that are all unified, you know what I mean? All coordinated. And I'm just like, mm. this at best there's something a little odd here. At best. Yeah. Not even like trying to c- come up with some sort of crazy conspiracy tinfoil hat like theory or whatever. I but I tinfoil it we can put it on. Give it man. Loyalty <laughs> foil. Your hat. Bro. Yeah.
0: Go <laughs> your hat, man.
1: But like at at some point you have to question right and that's all I was doing I was just questioning but
0: I found most people they were not they were just afraid they were just afraid I think a lot of people were questioning but they just didn't want to say it like I kind of fall in the line of like this whole like fucking quote unquote like like wh- whatever they say is like the small fringe minority is actually like the silent majority like it's Yeah like- and
1: this honestly the term silent majority I think is really stupid I agree It really is stupid Like you're the majority Yeah Why do you have to be silent about it? If you're the majority Open your damn mouth Have some courage
0: Well the idea is To say the silent majority Because then you can like There's like this high and mighty feeling Of like Oh we're all right And we all know we're right But we're gonna be quiet And let these fucking children play And like Say their demands And we'll be like like, like, Take the high road Yeah Like like morons Yeah 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 Just
1: like you can clearly see What's right and wrong But you're just you're gonna be silent because you're part of the majority I, I never understood it yeah
0: the weird thing for me was when i was watching the news and like you hear the same thing from every single channel it's like how did we find the one message that everybody aligned on yeah and yeah and if there's anything else that we universally align on we never talk about it yeah like like gravity for the most part we can all agree that gravity <laughs> exists how There's many no times deba- yeah. how many times do we have like gravity warnings and be like yo if you walk too close to the edge of a fucking really tall building right it's right. a really high risk of you falling off and dying. Like it's like, oh, we all know that yeah, because yeah. it's a universal truth. Or if someone tries to we tell don't... you
1: it's not real, gravity isn't real. Like, all right, you know what? Let just let them be. Let them figure it out. Yeah. Right? Let them walk off a building.
0: Like, how is this the one thing that's like universally agreed upon, but then we still need to inundate everybody with it,
1: day in and day out? No, that's a great point.
0: That's like the biggest red that's flag.
1: A, biggest red flag, <laughs> man. It's you know. Do you remember September 11th? Yeah, like, nine, like You're old enough.
0: Barely, like, yeah. Yeah,
1: same. Like I was a kid. I was like, yeah, in like elementary school. But I was very inundated in it just because, like, culturally the background and how, like, Islam and Muslim and all the terrorism and all that stuff, very similar. Like I, it was a it was a huge media campaign. Like prior to September 11th, nobody was really using the word terrorist. Like that much It wasn't really part of the vocabulary Now we're more afraid of
0: domestic terrorists Yeah, yeah.
1: But like one month in Everybody knew what Al-Qaeda was Everybody knew who Osama Bin Laden was Everybody knew what terrorist was Everybody they, You know what I mean? And it was just like Just ingrained in people's mind And it formulated this image And just created a separation amongst people And now like Now they're trying to turn the same people they were attacking, which is Muslims, into victims. We're like, now they, the news is always talking about Islamophobia and this person and that person. I'm like, they're just playing games with people. And I find it so, like, just profound that people who were persecuted literally maybe like 10, 15 years ago now are so happy to do the persecuting, you know what I mean, with the new group that's been picked out. And, like, I, I, I don't know, it's just mind-blowing to me that people are just so willingly... Ready to walk in to just being a victim or being the persecutor and all that stuff. It's like you're playing right into their hands. Think and see for yourself. That's the only way out of this. People need to wake up. People need to start to self-reflect. In that sense, COVID was the greatest thing that could have ever happened for humanity if people kind of, you know, took it accordingly and if you spent your time alone to get to know yourself and overcome yourself and all this stuff like we could have it just could have been a great awakening and it really is i think it is going down that road i
0: i, I completely agree right have you seen uh, like I, I like dude that's something that i'm completely oblivious to have you experienced or seen Islamophobia? is that a thing for you have you oh nah, man
1: honestly i'm muslim and i am a muslim like i'm not like i've like i do i'm not just a i i like i wasn't like I, I wasn't born here. You know what I mean. I was, uh, I grew up Muslim. And
0: wait, I, you weren't born here? No, no, just no trying, i was,
1: <laughs> just <laughs> I was, uh, I can't run for president or prime minister, right?
0: Uh, Neither can I. I don't speak French, man.
1: I'll learn. I, I, <laughs> I joked around with my friends for a while. I'm like, yo, if this country ain't gonna clean itself up, I better pick up those I'll French fucking books. Learn yeah, French. I'll learn yeah. French to do it. But no, And listen, like me saying I'm Muslim and all that stuff doesn't necessarily give my my perspective more credibility
0: no you can speak for every single islamic person <laughs> yeah. in the entire world like
1: yeah like i'm gonna correct you on that before they attack you like every muslim in the world not okay. islamic person okay they're, they're like oh white no i'm just kidding but it was a um, white guy yeah <laughs> it's with the whole islamophobia thing. it's i think it's so overblown it's so overblown and people people were like ready to be offended um and when you're when you have people walking around like pre-programmed into thinking that oh there's people out there that don't like me they don't they exist to not like me because of my thing and you see it on TV and you walk out in the world like you're primed to see it and sometimes i think a lot of times like it wasn't even meant to be that but because you're so primed you know the pump is primed like the moment you see something that looks like it could be islamophobic in your head you've conjured it up as being that and What I've also noticed is most people, like when I sit around with some of my Muslim friends, they'll they'll talk about that. They're like, "Oh, this person was like, I saw this, you know, so and so person, and they did this, and or they did that," and I'm like, "It's probably a white person they're talking about." Yeah, most likely. You can say, "Yeah, for cracker." (laughs) 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 Usually, well, I know they're primed to think that white people don't like them. Right. Right. I mean, in this current environment, that because they're Muslim or they're black or they're brown or brown bodied or you're whatever, and.
0: Brown body, is that the new term?
1: I've heard that one before. Like me, like I've my, never my lived experience through the brown buyers. <laughs> <laughs> I do not even know, man. There's so many, but I can. My my thing growing up, man. I was in high school. My friends would call me a terrorist every other day.
0: For real? Yeah,
1: but it was like we were joking. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was just a joke. Like uh, my one of my favorite teachers. I'm I'm glad this happened like ten years ago and I'm not even gonna say his name because if he's still teaching, he'll probably get fired. But I remember one time I he's my favorite teacher, he was Jewish, right? And you know the whole Jew Palestine thing, like you know, it's been running for ages, right?
0: Fucking Jews. (laughs) Right. So I showed up I love Israel.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh no, I better leave now. (laughs) you, You Zionist. I uh I I had him for my sociology class and my history class right and i was and i showed I was late for one of my classes. I showed up like ten minutes late, I was literally just running a little late, and he was already teaching, and him and I already had like this type of relationship I was like a, he i was i don't know i we I was a decent student, and he'd always go back and forth with all the students, every student loved him, they loved him because of this, so in front of the whole class, I walk in, and I'm a little late, and this is like two thousand and like you know. Six or seven or something like that. We're not that far removed from September 11th. We're still very hot. And I, I walked in. My name's Usain, right? And then he walks. I walk in late, and he's teaching. And I just come in there, and I just make. And I'm walking in fast. You know, I'm not trying to be like silent about it. I sit down at my desk, and I'm like, sorry, and I've disrupted the whole class, right? And he looks at me in front of the whole class. He's like, he's like, hey, Muhammad. He's like, plan a jihad on your own time, all right, buddy. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! That's awesome. <laughs> the whole class lost it.
0: <laughs> right? We
1: were all laughing. <laughs> we were all what laughing. Right? Fuck. Now, in that moment, as a kid, <laughs> if I as a kid, like, if I had been, if I was a kid, like, of today in high school, yeah, this teacher would have been like, just you know, sent through the guillotine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the career guillotine right away. But back then, like or the jailed, whole, yeah, Later or jailed, jailed possibly because of my brown-bodied lived experience <laughs> yeah. was offended. He's like, you and don't take, know
0: what I've been through, man.
1: <laughs> I, and I just, and you know, I went right back at him. I went right back, and right in the, the whole class laughed. And right? I'm like, Oh I'm like, I'm sorry. I was on my way, but some Jew
0: stopped me. Right? <laughs> he's Jewish, right? Took over my fucking home right? life,
1: bro. <laughs> and we all laughed, and it was over. We just went, went right back to cl- class and teaching, and I had like. I had black friends I had Asian friends I had like I had a Punjabi friend And we'd all make Like I grew up With a group of friends That bullying Was like Part of the deal Yeah You know what I mean Like I'll tell you One of my friends We made fun of him Because his parents Were divorced You know what I mean And he only lived With his mom So we always made fun Of the fact that his dad left
0: Yeah, yeah Terrible yeah. these days You yeah. know what I mean
1: Like I got made fun of Because I had like These buck ass teeth and my parents were like poor In a sense <laughs> Well not in a sense Like we weren't as well We I lived in public housing Yeah yeah. Why they all And I had another friend Like just all sorts of things One of my friends was fat He heard it every day And that's how we like No but the deal was Is like we would Do that with each other Like group of six But if anyone else Wanted to come in Like we wouldn't just Allow it obviously But being made fun of And bullying in that sense Is like I think it was Just part of growing up It's just part of being a kid And Today, like you'd have to try to offend me, you really would. And I've never, I can say that I've never had an experience where I was like, my life was made more difficult, or I couldn't advance or pursue a meaningful life because I was Muslim. Yeah, at no point. I did have one experience though in 2011. I showed up to the airport, me and my buddies were going to Toronto, and it was a domestic flight. Okay, it's 2011. I show up at the Air Canada uh, check-in counter. And it was about an hour, like a domestic flight back in the day. You could show up an hour before. It's not a problem. Yeah. Because there's no passport needed wherever. Yeah. Right. We showed up like an hour 10 before, hour five before, reasonable time. There's a line up there. We're getting to the front. And me and my friend Chris, we go up to the check-in place.
0: Chris <laughs> is a very white name.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actually isn't white though Oh what? Yeah he wasn't fully white I think he's half white or something I don't even know I don't care Good Chris, enough Chris is like He's the like coolest guy I love him you know I mean but Shout out to Chris Shout out to Chris He knows which Chris it is He knows which Chris it is And so we get to the counter And the guy tells me He's like um, He's like sorry man He's like I can't let you through I'm like why not He's like you're not going to make the flight He's like, it bo-. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it boards, it takes off, like, we it says arrive, I'm here within the arrival time, and he's like, ah, he's like, you're not gonna make it through security in time, bro. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm being 100% serious. He's like, your name, is just not gonna cut, like, allow you to make it through security. He's like, you probably, you probably end up missing the flight. So he's like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna get you guys. You're on like, that. you're like, you're gonna catch a
0: random security exactly check. and i have
1: been randomly checked you know what i mean all the time almost every flight but and i was looking at him stunned that he would just like openly say yeah because of my name it was a secure like security just would take a little bit longer with me and i understood it i got it you know what i mean it wasn't the first time usually but i didn't think i'd have to show up like 2 hours earlier yeah but and i was just like but and i got annoyed at this point right i'm like okay well he's like but but where I lost it was where he said he's like I'm gonna have to put you on another the next flight. But we had to pay an extra two hundred bucks to get on the next flight.
0: And, like, like, and Chris doesn't have this problem. Yeah, bro. yeah,
1: right. And he literally said that. He's like, I'm like, what about him? I'm like, we're on, the, like, we're we're at the same ticket or whatever, right? We're traveling together. He's like, he'd probably be fine. He said that. Yeah. Right. He said that, and I'm like, I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, holy crap. I guess I guess this is like a you're like are you the gatekeeper yeah man? i'm like, like is this some sort of like islamophobic moment in my life but to this day i don't even consider it to be that it was just you know why because the guy across the counter was full-blown like harshest arabic arab accent he had a muslim name to like the core you know yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i'm like if anything it was this guy who was like that was he's like
0: forewarning he's like bro i have to deal with security checks coming into <laughs> work like all <laughs> right. He's like, "Trust me, yeah, I know I this crowd."
1: borderline that would be like an Islamophobic moment in my like 30 years of life here in Canada, but like it was it was another Muslim guy across the counter. And I remember like we were really annoyed, obviously, for missing the flight. No but shit. it was but and then we didn't get on another flight for and we missed a full day of our vacation cuz the flight was so late. Oh, you actually didn't get on that flight? No, I actually didn't get on the flight. We didn't get on that flight. We had to go for a flight that was 4 hours later. That ended up being delayed for another eight hours, Fuck. and I had and I, we were also like two hundred and seventy eight dollars additional out of pocket to make that flight. Very very like annoying situation, but I just I I never equated that to being racism. I didn't immediately jump to like oh my god, you know this is a racist thing or blah blah blah. And it's just I think this whole thing right now is just people's brains are primed. I know people like I know. Friends of mine that have grown up and all of a sudden they they think racism is rampant and they they think white people are this, white people are that. And I listen to them like you're borderline kind of like losing it with me. It just it doesn't make any sense because 10 years ago you weren't saying this stuff. You got to ask yourself why now, because the only place where I'm hearing and seeing this whole topic of racism and Islamophobia and like, you know, whatever, all the other isms that are out there. The only place where it's prevalent the most is in conversation through media, Instagram, whether it be Instagram say, or yeah. podcast or CBC or this and all that stuff. Because every time I go say hello to a white person, guess what, man? They're just fine with me. And when you say that to someone who feels like they're a victim to it, they'll be like, well, yeah, that's fine. But like, it's, it's ingrained in the system. It's the
0: system. It's yeah. like,
1: where in the system? And they can't seem to give me an example of it where they like the system somehow blocked them. This is, I'll go on record, honestly, I'll easily go on record saying this is not a racist country. It's, it hasn't been racist for a long time. And today, if you live in Canada and you think you're oppressed because of your color of your skin, you're, you've really got to look in the mirror a little bit more. Like in terms of like you've been primed, you've been duped. Somebody wanted you to think this way and you got duped into it. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to tell me that I live in a racist country
0: out of here with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you, I mean, and you can take that one to the bank. Yeah. No, dude, I like, fucking seriously. love that, man. Like, I love that. I'm glad uh yeah, dude. I and believe
1: just, it or not, like honestly, you as a white person, I'm sure maybe sometimes you feel a little like can't, you know, maybe you gotta like walk on eggshells around immigrants these days or whatever. I'll tell you what, honestly, but most people do think like this. They don't like they're not most people are not like hateful towards white people, like immigrants and stuff that you do have the, your small group of people that have been duped and primed by mainstream media. But for the most part, man, this is what Canada is. This is why I love this country. This is why I wouldn't live anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? It's just this is what, the country that I grew up in. Like, I'm about as Canadian as the next kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I love hockey but I also love my family and my culture and my religion and all that stuff. I've like but I love maple syrup. Like it's just it's all part of the freaking deal. I grew up here. I love Canada. This place is like one of the most amazing places to be in. And if we don't like slow down on all this nonsense, we're about to lose it. Oh yeah. And I don't think people realize that like how close we actually are to losing it.
0: It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's funny too that you uh, you mentioned that cuz I know like a lot of white people are like that. Like where they're like like, they kind of say these things, or they they literally agree with everything you just said, mm-hmm. but then they would never say that, right? Right, I understand which is, it. Which is the true reason why I had you on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, um, 100%, I agree with what you're saying, because, like, dude, I grew up here in Richmond, man. And, like, yeah. for anybody that's local to Vancouver, you know, I'm, like, the only fucking white kid in my class, bro. <laughs> like, like, it's like, and, and right. like, out of all of my friends, it's like, I probably make the least amount, man. Like, there's a lot of different things that you can compare in terms of like quality of life or like uh, finances or I don't know what you want to fucking say, like because I don't even think we deal with like the same fucking police brutality bullshit that they have in the states. Like, it's like I feel like everyone's pretty fucking safe here, man. I don't think the color of anything. One hundred percent. But honestly, dude, the thing that fucking irritates me too is like, bro, it's 2022, and we still fucking live in a world where people and it's gone the other way now, bro, because this is the way I think of it now where it's like people are afraid to speak and they don't think that their ideas have any merit or their value or their ideas have any value because of the color of their skin. Now, like do you have like an entire generation of like people that are white now? Right. Who think like my ideas don't mean anything because of the color of my skin. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like whatever yeah, happened I, to like the whole like fucking Martin Luther King Jr. idea right. of like we're going to base someone's fucking value off of the, right. m- like their actual ideas and right. the merit of their values and what they provide to society. Right. Like no, we're I, going back to judging people by the color of their skin. Right, no, you,
1: you're so right, man. And honestly, I know like we kind of like joked around, but in all seriousness, this is very serious because you know how I talked about like getting to know yourself on a surface level. If you don't know yourself beyond, you know, on a, on a deeper level, you're going to be controlled. And what is more surface level than the color of someone's skin? It's literally hasn't even penetrated your body yet. Like it's just, you are, it's on the surface. Your your eyes are literally analyzing a certain pigment and a frequency of your brain in, to translate what it looks like. What is more surface level than the color of your skin? Nothing. Nothing. And if you're going to base someone's entire existence because of that, like, you have to go look in the mirror. You know, It's not about what society and the structure and the system is. If the world is so damn racist, you just got to think about, like, where do I stand in this racist structure? You know what I mean? At least be one person who isn't. And why don't we start there? Because it only changes with the individual. It, it, it actually is quite serious, and I think that if people don't slow down on this... It could get really, really like look how look how far it's come already. You know, people are losing jobs, people like careers, and because certain opinions that they hold. I'm gonna
0: lose my fucking
1: podcast, right? (laughs) And I tell you, with this whole racism thing, man. Honestly, people who are not white, they're also racist as shit. They, you guys don't hear those conversations in private. (laughs) You don't because whiteies. (laughs) Yeah, you guys have everyone. Everyone's racist within their own little group, like. You got non-white people thinking the white people go into you know whatever white people do, whatever you guys are doing. We go camping, and yeah, shit. camping, <laughs> freaking holding s'mores with your hockey stick, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just talking—that's the kind of fires right? we have. Yeah, and then just talking about like talking about people who are not white in a negative sense. They think that's what racism is. It's just I, I honestly I can't imagine. People actually do this: take time out of their day to talk about talk shit about a particular group of people. Every time I have a conversation, someone has a problem, they talk about individuals. Uh, if you don't, if you're, if, and if you have a problem with someone that's an individual, we already know the solution to that. Go speak to them. Yeah. There's no, there's literally no reason for this group stuff. Yeah. It really isn't. Not here. Not in this part of the country because there. Not in this particular country. That's why we are Canada. There is racism around the world. Yes. Yeah, and within other cultures, there's parts of the world that still have slaves, and guess what? Those slave owners are not white. What are we going to say about that? Yeah, like within even within India, like there's a there's a huge caste system within that culture, and I know I'm you know I'm not Indian per se, but like it doesn't matter. Like I'm allowed to like it doesn't mean you're not allowed to talk about stuff just because you're not part of that group. Yeah. That's not how this that's not how Canada works. That's how it's never it's well, never fucking, worked. Dude, like that. look
0: what happens in fucking China, dude, with the Uyghur Islam. Yeah, the
1: Uyghurs like they're yeah. Muslims and they're being persecuted, right? Like like this stuff exists and for us to kind of demonize our country that gives us so much. Like I think about the lifestyle that I have and the fact that like, you know, my I'll give you an example, like my parents right now are there at their house in Vancouver. I don't have to worry about them. Because I live in a safe country. Most people who have been born here blaming about racism and stuff, they can't even comprehend that. Like having to live somewhere with the idea where y- you almost have to worry about where the location of your family members are because anything can happen at any moment. You know what I mean? Have you ever lived in that type of state?
0: No, personally,
1: no. No, never. majority of people have not. Yeah. And, and, and they're sitting around here thinking that like, oh, I went to someone gave me the wrong look at the Tim Hortons. I was, you know, my experience was whatever. Like I'm now that was a racist experience. It's like you need some perspective on life. You know, you really need some perspective on life to sit around and talk about racism. I'm not saying that these things don't happen, but they're so rare that the level of conversation around it and like a, and the fact there's like anti-racism training in corporate what is going on man i don't if anything that is almost teaching racism to people like i was
0: gonna say dude like there's nothing in my eyes like i was trying to explain this to like a a family member recently where it's like there's nothing more insidious than taking like a i think i even might have said this the last time we recorded where it's like there's nothing more insidious than taking a portion of society and saying No matter how hard you work, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how many people you help, you're never going to fucking make it. You're never going to be fucking valued. And then taking another fucking portion of society and being like, hey, that fucking group over there hates you and you've been fucking them over and you need to feel bad. And you like whatever fucking things like it's like, hey, everyone's looking at you like you're a fucking bully. And it's like, what did I do? Right. I was born with the wrong color. Yeah. Yeah, your like, wrong last name, the right. like my like my family came from the wrong place like at the end of the day like dude, I'm not an immigrant, I was born here, but my fucking parents immigrated to this country and my grandparents immigrated. Yeah, but right? you're like, white. Like, like, it's so like you came here privileged. Oh, oh, they came from the wrong place so now yeah. I'm a bully? Yeah, like,
1: you're somehow responsible for all the indigenous people that were like, you know, treated so unfairly. Yeah. It's, it's like it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Like you were you are not responsible for that. You can't. You can't. We can't be. Thank holding, you. We can't be holding <laughs> people account, accountable for things that they weren't even alive for. It's not possible. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely insane. And I honestly, I I'm just over it. I don't even entertain the idea. I don't even like. I don't. My brain is not out there looking to see who's being racist towards me or who I'm. I just see individual. I just see people. I see individuals, and that's why I love talking to people and getting to know them, because if you when you cut through all that nonsense what you find is it's just another person who has a family who maybe didn't have the best relationship with their dad but had a decent relationship with their mom or the other way around just like how everyone else is you know what i mean we're all we really are the same we really are the same but we're individuals and you get if you give up your individuality like i You've given up, like, obviously. I think you've almost given up in life. Like, you, yeah. you have to remain, seek to become yourself. Like, it's such a, and I challenge anyone on that topic. Like, if anyone wants to come on my show, I've been looking for anyone who wants to debate me on this stuff, for sure. Like, please, I don't just want to bring on people to just agree with me. If, uh, if you think that, you know, racism is prevalent and I'm missing it and I'm not seeing it, please. Please come on to the show I'll happily have you on I'll challenge you Like very very. (laughs) You know I'll ask you some
0: like You're like It'll be an uncomfortable
1: conversation Definitely I have uncomfortable conversations Daily Honestly If someone says Something ridiculous I'll I'll say I'll call them out Right in front of them Even at the store Like I I was at Superstore once And And I saw this person Like just Pull out the race card Out of nowhere Out of nowhere Because the person was saying Don't take a shopping cart and I'm just like, that person, if they didn't watch their local news or whatever in terms of what's happening, they would have never thought. It just so happened the person who told them not to pull out the cart happened to be white. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's a senior, man. He's just working. Just trying to collect his check. And this racism thing is just another way for people to bicker and fight with each other when it really doesn't even, it barely exist. Dude, the funny
0: thing is, is like the same people you're talking about that, that are so like... Uh like, deeply rooted in this kind of ideology where, like, the, the it's like a systematic fucking racism hierarchy. It's like, where did this message come from? Yeah, you really got to ask yourself that. Where right? did this message come from? The system. Right. Right? Like, it's like right. the same fucking people that are holding you down are the people giving you that message. Yes. Yeah. Because they want to control you well and it's an idea like i was saying earlier like it's like an idea like the it's the sinister idea of like 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 imagine taking a kid of any color like any color and just being like hey buddy um no matter what you do you're just never gonna succeed because the game's rigged against you yeah you'll only succeed
1: if i help you with this or if this person helps you with that and all that stuff it's just like
0: how hard are they gonna try in life how much of a, like, how encouraging is that message? Like, hey, buddy, um, just don't ever, like, don't even bother trying because you're never going to succeed. Like, how hard is that person then going to go off into life and be like, I guess I'll go and try hard anyways. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? For like, it's what? Like, For what? For what reason would I go and try hard? Right? Like, yeah. it's like the most insidious idea ever. Like, it's like. Those are the people you need to turn around and be like, "Yo, fuck you, man." Like, who <laughs> yeah. gives a shit about what yeah. color I came out, man?
1: Yeah. No, 100%. It's it's the victim thing, right? You're like creating victims. I we are living in a time where like we are celebrating the victim so much where it's like it's almost incentivized to be one. Like, if you are a victim, you get... 100%
0: incentivized.
1: Yeah, you're incentivized to become a victim. I even, like, 10 years ago, like, when I was in high school, I thought that... do Do you remember the whole pink shirt thing for bullying? Yeah. I thought that was stupid then. Like, why would you... Like, gaining attention around bullying... Listen, I understand... I was bullied. I was bullied my first day of high school. You know what I mean? I didn't have any friends, and some kid just threw a rock at at the back of my head, you know, it hurt, but I couldn't fight back. Raining, I just—I literally took it like a bitch and walked home for lunch. And yeah. I did not want to come back to school that day because it was high school. All my—I fr- didn't—I didn't make any new friends right away. It was like the first week, bullying exists, right? It—it's never gonna go away. I've always believed that instead of trying to highlight and change the bully, because they're like uh, telling you're bad or whatever for your, pr- it's like why don't we encourage and empower the victim? bullying why don't we talk about how for them to be mentally tougher physically stronger you know what i mean to come out of this shell because the group can't always be around for this person to protect them that person will eventually have to stand up for themselves and if we don't teach them that and we're always telling them oh you know the pink shirt group we wear pink shirts every year once a year to like you know stand up to bullying and no one's standing for shit you're yeah, just—it's just like it's just this like event that's every everyone's taking place, but because I, t- I the people who are being bullied, none of them have benefit from people wearing pink shirts, but they do benefit if you tell them, hey, you don't have to take this, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be bullied. You can stand up to yourself. They, you can go around and develop. If we, well, how about we like incentivize self-esteem for a second? Yeah, you think that might help? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. These are my views. I honestly I'm a big proponent of personal responsibility. Big, big proponent of personal responsibility. I think it would repair so much of our problems in, in our country right now. From from the bottom right to the top of government. It would clean up so much if people just took a little bit more responsibility for their own life and stopped blaming their feelings on it could literally start with like stop blaming your feelings for your on the person you're with Like dating Or the relationship that you're in Or your parent Your brother Your sister Your co Stop blaming them And just see why you feel The way that you do It can start from there And just watch You yeah. know what can happen
0: Yeah and that circles back To like what we were Talking about earlier And I said I was going To bring it up again And I like that the, the conversation circled back There was like the idea Of like words hurt Like a lot of the time A lot of the bullying Like the bullying That you cited obviously like Getting a rock Thrown at your fucking head That's pretty fucking shitty i'll be honest bro like if i got a fucking rock thrown in my head i'd probably be like yo fuck this place (laughs) but like like 99 of what is considered bullying nowadays is like verbal shit like it's like the words hurt kind of thing and like you hear like oh words are violence like this person committed assault well what did he do he fucking called me the wrong thing like he said the word that triggered me like and it's like I I was gonna say there is a little bit of legitimacy to it. Words do hurt sometimes. Like there's things that you could say where I'm like, man, why do you say that? Like I thought we were bo- like bros. Like it's like, hey, like if you came up and you're like, hey, by the way, everything you just said in that podcast episode was fucking whack and uh, I fucking hate you now, and I'm never gonna talk to you again, I'd be like, fuck, man, why do you have to say that? Like what the fuck? <laughs> like come on, man. Like you I thought we were tight. Like. You know, but it, there's also, like, well, an idea of, like... Um, but but let me ask you this, then.
1: Are the words causing the pain or or what's really causing the pain is, like, the dissonance that you had from the expectation of what you thought we were versus what the reality was?
0: Well, not even that, but I was going to say as well because... Uh, sorry, actually, before I answer, explain a little bit more what you mean. Like, you're what you said is, like, you know, if all of a sudden I call you back. Everything that you said, right?
1: you oh, that's your piece of shit. I ain't going to talk to you ever again. Like, does it hurt because what I'm saying hurts? Or does it hurt because you had a completely different expectation and understanding and image of me?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like... Man, you were so chill on camera, and now all of a sudden, this? Yeah. Right, yeah. right.
1: And in that case, if this does happen to somebody, honestly, I would tell you, count that as joy. That is a joyful moment in your life. Because somebody exposed that they're a fucking hypocrite, and they're a piece of shit, and they can't be clear, and they're a complete, like, Fraud. you know, deceiving person. Yeah. It shouldn't hurt you at all. You know what I mean? That's what I would say. You know what yeah. I mean? But, it, but I can understand, like, initially, we are like, oh, shit, you know? What, I thought we were cool. Yeah, like, that, what the fuck? Right. But... It, but again like i'm such a
0: big proponent on personal responsibility where it's like it shouldn't if it hurts you that's your issue the other side of it too is like um and and this comes down to like the whole like fat shaming shit as well and where it's like if someone uh, the other thing I was gonna say is like if you said something like that like you're like hey by the way everything you just said on that episode was completely whack and I completely disagree with you you sounded like a fucking idiot you shouldn't air that episode and I'm <laughs> never fucking coming to chill with you again I would never say that just, I know just I'm, for the record I'm just saying like <laughs> hypothetically. then I would like right. at first be hurt and then I'd probably go back and listen to the episode and be like what did I say that was fucking whack what did I say? and then there's like a personal growth aspect to it where it's like Maybe some of the shit that I said was fucked up, you know, like maybe I wasn't right. Maybe there, you know, there's, these, there's this idea of like, so you talked about like your buddy who like, he said he was fat in high school yeah. and everyone was like, Hey bro, you're fucking fat. Yeah. They're like, yeah. And they're going to make jokes about, Hey, you're fucking fat. And yeah. that makes him feel bad. Right. Cause he's like, Oh yeah. There's a little bit of truth behind what he said. Do you think that guy, maybe he is, but do you think that guy is still fucking fat? He I'm, might be ta- be.
1: I'm gonna get. I'm gonna end that story with a happy ending. He's in some of the best fucking shape out of all my friends. He's <laughs> to this day. And I didn't even it. know that shit I'm when saying, I said that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It. He would. He actually. And he made the turnaround real quick. Like right after high school. And
0: why do you think that is?
1: I, you know, I'm just saying. I'm not a per- Listen, I'm not saying
0: that bullying is good, but we need bullies. <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: yeah, but I it's did, like. Do
0: you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like 100%. it's like, dude. Like. Sometimes it's okay to have somebody fucking say something because it's like, dude, why don't you fucking take their ammunition away? Like, hey, if they said this thing and it fucking bothers you, and let's all be real, if it fucking bothers you, like, there's two types of things you can get bullied for. There's a shit that you can control and there's a shit that you can't control. Right. If you make fun of me because, like, hey, oh, your fucking parents are on welfare or you live in fucking public housing, whatever, like, it's like. I mean, there's not really much I can do about that other than make sure I'm not in public housing later on in life.
1: Yeah, that was a big driver for me in life.
0: It really was. Well, there you go. There's yeah. another fucking beautiful example. Absolutely. But, it's but like, in
1: the moment, you just fire right back. You just be have some self-esteem, fire right back. No one's perfect. Every bully has their freaking holes, too. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. It, but then there's this shit that you can control. Like it's Absolutely. Like, if I fucking wear this shirt and you're like, yo, you wore a fucking shirt with pineapples on it, I could be like, oh, I just maybe shouldn't wear a fucking shirt with pineapples on it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's the shit yeah, that you can control. If it really bothers you it, and you feel self-conscious about it, fucking change it.
1: It's the most basic level of self-reflection. Like when someone calls you something, contemplating whether they're tr- whether it's true or not is not a terrible thing. You know what I mean? I think th- these days like with the victim with the, Celebrating the victim It's like Whatever they're bullied on Like we immediately Need to take what they said That they the bully said Was negative And turn it into Some sort of positive It's like no Sometimes What they're saying to you Is actually a detrimental Thing in your life You know what I mean Like the, the Overweight Or like being You know unhealthy I got called
0: titties At a pool When I was a kid See that listen, And after man. that I'm like I'm gonna go hit the fucking gym. There you, you didn't see? It, it, no, today we'd
1: encourage you to get a sports bra.
0: <laughs> Wear a bikini. Yeah, like,
1: you know, in your in your pigment white body of yours. No, <laughs> no, I'm totally with you on that, man. Honestly, it's just I'm so for s- teaching individuals self-esteem. In all, in all seriousness, like you know, in all seriousness, like if we teach the victim self-esteem versus that their bully is a terrible human being and you're a better person for not doing that it's because when you tell someone who's being bullied that the person who's bullying you is just a piece of shit and they're going to be like that their whole life they're just unhappy like what are you creating in society you know what i mean like that person because guess what believe it or not bullies actually turn out they turn around too they end up being great people I've been bullied. I have bullied. I have been on the wrong side of it sometimes where I wish I didn't say say something. You know what I mean? But 100%. We've all been there. It's just part of life. And to jump into these moments of life and try to, you know, dissect each moment, micromanage all of it, it's as if telling individuals, like, hey, you're too stupid to kind of know how to navigate and understand life. So join this group. They'll protect you. They'll guide you. It's like, you know what? Fuck you and your group. You know? <laughs> I'm just sick of it. I don't know. I'm just a big proponent of individuality and self-responsibility. I think people, because, and then if a group forms out of that, that's fine. You know, what I mean, we're we're obviously like we're humans. We are social beings. That will happen. But if you're wanting to formulate a group so it can serve a purpose versus like individuals who are purposeful and come together, like that's it's a very two very different things, and one is much more powerful than the other. I think. Yeah. The other one just has a large intimidation factor. They don't really change much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think as well, like, the other thing to look at there, it's like, and dude, I'm no fucking Buddha. Like, I'm not, like, the fucking most relaxed fucking person. I just no, have a it's, picture. It's, yeah, where, yeah, I was going to say, it's not what this picture suggests. I just but. I just have the painting, man. But, um, you know, like, when you see someone that is bullying someone else, like, it's like, dude, only hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? Like, someone's yeah. got to be pretty fucked up in the head yeah. to, like, purposely go out and be like, I'm going to fucking make someone feel like shit today. Right. Because they want you to match their feeling. Right.
1: Misery needs compass. Classic cliche. Yeah.
0: You know, so you say all sorts of things. But it's like, it's, it's one thing to be like, yo, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. He, he always has been a piece of shit. He always will be a piece of shit. And it's like, Sometimes like nowadays especially like I'm trying to remind myself a lot more. It's like I look at that person I'm like, "Man, who hurt you? Like what the fuck? Right, what right. happened to you, man?" Yeah. Like that's yeah. a broken person. Yeah, and it, sometimes it could be terrible things.
1: It really can be. It could be terrible things that they that they went through. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people going through all sorts of things and we just got to be a little bit more mindful that even the bully that's doing terrible things or saying terrible things It's like everyone, we're we're all the same. We're no better. You know what I mean? Just because you had a better hand. And, you know, in life, and someone ends up being a dick for a little while, like, people can change. People can change. And we have to give them the opportunity to do so. And we don't give them that opportunity if we're, like, just going to demonize them for existing. You know what I mean? Just for and playing victim. Playing victim is like, I don't know, me growing up, man, that was the weak thing to do. You know, like, when I used to play around with my brother, like, We would like push each other. We'd play fight, and if you got hurt a little bit, like you don't cry and go tell, you know what I mean? (laughs) You fucking hide it. Yeah, you man, like I remember, I threw my brother once. I picked him up. We were really we were kids. I picked him up and I threw him on the bed, and he ended up landing not on the landed on the mattress, but his head caught the metal piece right at the end, and I like cracked his head, and he started bleeding. (laughs) And he looked at me, you know. He start, he, was, he was like, "Oh shit, he's like, I'm bleeding," and he started to cry a little bit. And I'm like, oh, "I was like, fuck, I have to tell my parents on this one." I yeah. went and told them. Yeah, I yeah. went and told them. But my brother was like, he had my back. He was like, "Oh, you know, it was an accident. He didn't do all. It were, I guess it was an accident, but like that's just how it was. Like you didn't just like, oh, fuck him, blah blah blah. That's just that's not how it was. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I said a lot of shit today." I love it, I'm dude. I'm sure, like, I'm sure a lot of stuff. Maybe people are like, "Fuck this guy," but I, I, I do mean what I They're say. They're like, "Man, the this is a
0: mental, this is mental health." Yeah, punk, yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah, and I'm the mental patient that you brought on, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I'm the exact same boat, dude. Yeah. I was gonna say it's been an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, of, it's time to wind her down. Of victim blaming, Islamophobia. What uh, What else do we fucking say that we were gonna get canceled for? Defended <laughs> Andrew Tate. Yeah, we talked about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know if I defended him per se. We were just defending the fact that people shouldn't just be canceled
0: for no reason.
1: Oh, and we said that
0: COVID was a hoax, too.
1: Yeah, on some level. On some level, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I know exactly what went down, but there was definitely, there's a lot. Even today, the person who believed it fully, they'll probably agree with us that there was a lot going on where it was like, okay, well, you know, that one was a little fishy. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you got signs. It's only been four hours. You know, it's like
0: <laughs> where'd these stickers come from? Let's uh let's fucking tie a little bow on this, man. Yeah. At, we'll wrap it up and tie a little bow on yeah, it. Yeah, can I don't... shoot
1: actually can I shoot a little plug in here? Yeah, do your plugs, man. Okay, I just wanted to plug um I got our first uh, EYG Productions uh, documentary coming out this winter. Uh, shout out to Jason, you know Jason, Jason Morales, yep, Pretty yeah. Boy Jay. Pretty Boy J, man. Shout, shout out, out to, to our pretty boy, boy, Pretty Jay. Boy, man. I love that man, dude. I um, we're gonna be releasing the Uplift uh, documentary film, the story coming out pretty soon. Um, so I'll probably have Jason on my podcast pretty soon. Maybe you should come out too. We'll we'll do a whole uh, fuck yeah. We'll do a whole episode. And Maybe uh, I'll fucking
0: bring Jay on too, man.
1: Yeah, why not, man? We'll, we'll do
0: just, a whole fucking world tour. Why not, yeah, man? We'll do we'll a just whole do this. world tour.
1: Definitely. I'll tell you what, man. You know why? You know why I picked Jason to do this on and put all this effort into sharing his story is um, he's such a he's such an easy guy to work with. He's so willing, and he's so like there's like you work in business, right? You meet some entrepreneurs and. Every now and then you stumble upon someone that just that needs it to be a win-win situation, and Jason's one of those guys. And it to me, it's like it's not. I'm not shocked at any mean by any means with how well his business is done. When you mean well, and you, I've been in there for like four or five hours in a day filming and stuff, and I see how they treat their clients and whatnot. Like this he's legit. Jason is for real. So. Keep an eye out for the film, man. It's coming out. It's the first uh, EYG production film coming out. Yeah, dude. And um, I'll probably, and I need to sure That's what we
0: got to fucking talk about next time, dude. Getting 100%. into filming that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Why not? Um, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Any other plugs? Go shameless, man. It's all good.
1: No, that's about it. I just want to plug Jason.
0: Uh, EYG, EYG podcast as yeah. well. EYG podcast. Right,
1: yeah. Listen to the pod. The pod is, um, I'm working on some. Uh, Right now, I'm just like really, really working on uh, bringing in some guests. I'm really super like. Just grinding it out right now because I've also I'm also doing the uh, 75 hard from Andy Frisella's, uh program right now. Fuck man, how shot? So what day are you on? I'm on day 12. How is day it? Day 3. It was um. Actually, want to talk about that for like a few minutes before we yeah, wind yeah. Her down? Yeah. Yeah. You know what, man? The first 10 days, the biggest thing I've learned is that. Like I started to do this For my mental capacity I noticed like I just wanted to see Where my resistance shows up And when I quit And how quickly it happens And I've been shocked To find out Like how early on It comes on And I'm so That's why I'm just so excited To continue running with it And for those you Who don't know what it is It's like 10 pages reading a day One gallon of water Two workouts I still got two to do tonight Because I couldn't get in uh, This morning So I'm going to finish those off And 10 pages of reading, no cheat days on your diet, and you got to take a progress picture every single day. And it's not those individual... And no booze. No booze. No yeah. cheat meals. Yeah, no cheat meals, no booze. Those things are easy. And it's not to say each of those things individually per se are difficult. They're really not. Like, I've worked out a lot for seven days a week in the past. I've gone months without drink. It's not even an issue, those things. But it's the combination of these things and then the constant, like, daily... Repetition of them That really And what it does is I thought I'd be coming here And I'm going to get Discipline from this Right I'll tell you You know what I've learned Early on Is that You don't get Anything from life What you do is All of those things Are inside of you You do things That pull them out of you Mm -hmm. And this thing Is pulling the discipline Out of me It's pulling the joy Out of me It's pulling all these things That are inside of me To come out By doing these daily tasks so it's not really about getting anything because you don't get anything. Even if you're in a relationship, you don't get love. It's you give it. Your experience of the love is when you give it out because it's within you. And once it's, whatever brings it out is really when you get to experience it. You're not taking anything from anything in life. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm
0: excited to hear how that journey goes, man. I've yeah, been we'll talk before. about it. I'm just, fucking, have you done it? I've done it. I did it. Yeah, I, I did it. I had to I, – I I've done it twice. Damn, but, son. But, um, yeah, the first time I just like uh, – I felt like I was just going through the motions. Right. And uh, I just remember thinking, like, I could have done that better. Why? Um, I think a lot of the times I wasn't present during workouts. Right. And uh, what was it? The other thing. The meal plan wasn't as strict as I wanted it to be. Did you find yourself cutting
1: things out of your life just to prepare for it? Like, you know what? I'm going to do this less so I can get
0: everything else in from the program. Um. No, I lived it pretty fucking savage that way, dude. Right, I was right. fucking like that was what made me start waking up early. Actually, nice was yeah. seventy five hard, so I could get a workout in before my shift started at seven thirty in the yeah.
1: Morning. I was gonna say you wake up super early, bro. That's I did,
0: because I did seventy five hard. I see, and it just kept going. Right, after right.
1: That. I wake up early, but like. You're up at, like, 3 a.m. No, Not anymore, no. <laughs> no, it's like, no. It's like, I see I your did. stories. It's like
0: 4.45, and this guy's grinning in the Fuck middle yeah, of Richmond, dude. and it's cold. I'm like, this guy's a monster. Fuck yeah, dude. Monster. Yeah, I, I, started, I, I was waking up at 4 o'clock during my 75 hard, so I could, like, go out, have my 45-minute run outside, come home, shower, eat a meal, and, like, kind of do a bit of paperwork, work on the podcast before I could, like, go out for work at 7.30. Right. And uh, after that, it just kind of, the, the trend just continued. Now I'm like up at like five, but that feels like sleeping in like six o'clock is like fucking, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you missed the day. Yeah, yeah. Day. I feel yeah. weird. Yeah. Like if I, excuse me, if I get up at seven, I'm like right. rushing. I'm like, fuck, it's already seven. Yeah. Isn't that great? It's It's so weird, man. Because your days get longer, right? And for me, like right now... They do to some degree because at like 8.30, I'm fucking beat.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a great time to be beat. You know why? Because I realize like you're not doing a lot of productive stuff at 11. You might be, but there's zero chance that you wake up at 4 to Netflix. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. five to Netflix and do nothing. You know what I mean? You get up at that time, you're gonna be doing something productive. Yeah,
0: at least read, at least journal. You're doing yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this one is just
1: for me right now. I'm finding out, like right now, I, I gotta go. I gotta hit up the gym, ASAP before they close. But I know if I wasn't on 75 heart, I wouldn't make it to the gym tonight because I'd be like, you know what, man? I've I've had a long day. Like I've been up since six. Had a long day at work. Rushed out here doing all this. Did step- two hour podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But when you're on a program, like, it's just, it pulls more out of you. It's constantly, like, it's just, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not looking forward to today's workout. But um, I know that every time I'm done, it was so worth it. Yeah, yeah. so worth it. All right, man. All All right, right, man. Let's let's wrap this up. I was
0: going to say... for anybody that was offended today we're very sorry but uh you're not sorry fuck (laughs) go i was gonna say go (laughs) and improve yourself but no uh, sorry (laughs) fuck yeah um thank you so much man for coming out here thank you guys for listening to this thank you guys uh for fucking existing in this world um that's all i got i fucking love you all love you bro hey man thank you so much for having me again man i appreciate
1: it honestly with all my crazy antics, bringing me on, thanks for some courage to have a crazy yes, fuck yeah. like me on your show. Do we have round
0: three soon? Thank you guys 100%. so much. Yeah, have a peace back. out, I'll motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, sir.